Welcome to episode two of Will You Be My Friend with Kylie Gail Garcia and Jasmine. <laughs> oh, it looks like a boy band. Like some sort of boy band music video shot. Like, oh, Stupid. Have you seen the Kevin Hart? <laughs> you won't. Uh, <laughs> so Jasmine and I have been the bestest of friends since first grade. You can hear the story of Will You Be My Friend in episode one, which we posted today, which will probably be yesterday by the time you see this. Mm-hmm. But we have been friends for 25 plus years, and we're both big fans of Sex in the City. Jasmine introduced me to Sex in the City back in high school, and we're both um, in our early 30s now. And, and just like that just came out last Thursday, last week. And on a whim, we decided to create this little show. So welcome all who have come to listen to our musings. How's your day going, Jazz? It's going good. Um, <laughs> feel very accomplished. For anybody who's watching and not listening, just here's what I look like. No apologies. Literally woke up from a nap. She goes. Boba. <laughs> and now I'm here. <laughs> She goes, she, she rocks the messy bun like no other Boba. So you're, we were going to do like a mocktail every time. And I feel like it turned into today, us getting on here, like quickly. It was like a drink. (laughs) So my mocktail is my green juice. That's been waiting to be drank in my fridge that I made yesterday. So I do love that we're both green. Yes. Got a green theme going. Yes. There we go. We got green. We've got rainy day hair. Yeah. We're just good. It's really beautifully gray here oh. as well. And I feel like the guy was out of his normal boba straws. So this one's a little small. So every now and then a boba gets stuck. So if I'm listening, <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> dramatically trying to suck up the boba. Um, that's what's going on. Oh, boba sounds really good though. I don't, there's a new one opening around the corner from my house and I haven't, I don't think they've officially opened but I'm hoping that I can pop in and that they'll have vegan options. That's why this one's dairy free. He uses oat milk. So I love that. And then what I love is he uses his own mixes. So it doesn't have all that weird stuff that I don't know what it is. It's not like a powder from a bag yeah, <laughs> that they blended. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like, I watched him whisk the matcha and pour it in with the oat milk. And then like, it's brown sugar boba that he makes and it doesn't have all the yucky crap in it. So I like him for that. So I will forgive his tiny boba straw. Yes, approved. <laughs> Kylie approved. Ding. Like a Shout second. out <laughs> Tea Baby Boba and Eugene. Oh <laughs> Free advertising for them. Mm-hmm. I am Kylie, AKA vegan coach Kylie. I am a health coach based out of Southern California. I help people to transition to veganism in a safe and effective way. And I help vegans to reach their health goals. I'm also a dog mom of two dogs and a cat mom of one. That's Lydia, Buddy, who's laying right here off camera, and Nina, who I think has taken the couch. And um, my husband is Julio. He's not home right now, but he may show up and make the dogs go crazy. So that's me. Who are you, Jess? Anyway, <laughs> I don't remember what I said yesterday, but today I am. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> today I am. I am a full spectrum doula. I'm a doula educator, um, childbirth educator. Um, I'm also a Gemini, the Gemini Sun, Gemini Moon, Capricorn Rising. I'm a manifesting generator for people who know about that. Um, and I am a mother of two. And uh, yeah, so many little little areas I could dig into, but that's a good, I think it's a good base. Good base, yeah. Good I'm a cancer. I mentioned it episode one. I don't know by heart all my other stuff. Um, Those are the three I know. I think you knew my, my human design because you asked for it and now I forgot it because I haven't looked into it enough. I believe you were, were you a generator? That sounds right. I want to say you were because I think you and my husband are both generators. Okay. Which I tend to like attract. It's so funny. Like the people in my life tend to be the same things. Like they're all generators. They're all like cancers or some sort of like water signs. And then I'm like the wild, crazy weirdo. 
that just brings them all in. We need you. <laughs> it's we need very, you. although Will is also a Gemini, but <laughs> Will's chart is very different than my, like my chart is very Gemini. I really identify with it, but it's like, you look at my chart and it's just, everything is in Gemini. It's wild. It's just wild. A Gemini on Gemini. It, it is double Gemini. And I have always been like interested in all the things too. And I feel like that's such a Gemini trait. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, so we are here to review season one, episode two of, and just like that, which is the new chapter of Sex and the City, which just came out on HBO Max last Thursday. It is Tuesday, the Tuesday after it came out the 14th now that we're filming. Yeah. The episode is called Little Black Dress. And the synopsis reads, Miranda and Charlotte come to Carrie's aid, proving what good friends are for. Anthony and Stanford vow to let go of petty arguments. I feel like I talked so much the last one. I'm curious to know what your thoughts were on this one. That's funny. I was re-listening to yesterday's and I was like, oh my God, let her talk, Kylie. Like, <laughs> I was like, I kept jumping in and getting excited and like talking about things for a really long time. My initial thoughts, well, it opens on Brady and Louisa. Yeah, that was like a lot. That. <laughs> but, like having it be right in your face. I was like, oh, so not only are they going to like talk about it, we're going to see it. I so, think that I wasn't like super mad about sex being in the show because it is sex and city. I wasn't even mad at it, but it was a little bit like for a moment I had to collect my mind because I was like, these are actually kind of children, right? Like he's like a minor. So it was just kind of like, I just like stoically like got through that first initial yeah. scene. I get that they were trying to make a point of like sex in the house, but it was a lot. Yeah, I think <laughs> he <froze> again. Darn it. <laughs> Okay, you know what? I before we get on like a super roll. You're back. I was not a cute pose that time. And I was like listening to you. And so it took me a minute to realize you'd actually froze. And I looked down and you're like, having like these really eloquent thoughts and just this. That should just be the whole podcast. Just be on one end, just randomly. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I felt kind of the same. I kind of felt like I was, I got that they were doing it for comedy. Because mm-hmm. if you notice, they, they open on a shot of his turtle tank. Yeah. and then they kind of like back out and you hear this like crazy teenager sex that's like ridiculous yeah and probably like honestly a better like better as in like more enjoyable depiction of teenage sex than what it actually is (laughs) but yeah definitely played for comedy but it, it did give me a little bit of the icks being like okay he's a minor yeah. And that kind of feels like I'm watching child porn. Yeah. Well, and I'm kind of like having feelings about how they're making a commentary on Miranda's son, right? Miranda's son is having sex in the house. I'm kind of wondering like, who is this, this girl? Like, where are her parents? Why? <laughs> like, it just seems so like, she just seems so unapologetic and like unashamed, which Sure, maybe they're trying to talk about that too, but I'm just like, whoa, maybe be discreet a little. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not be so loud if someone else is. Oh, well, yeah. And she's like screaming. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I won't dwell. <laughs> I'm just going to skirt by that. It's the next we're moving on. The next part where. So I think it goes into Miranda and Steve having a discussion. He doesn't really hear it that much because of the hearing thing coming back, that storyline. And then they get the call. Mm-hmm. And then the next scene is Miranda showing up at Carrie's. How did you feel yeah. about that? Oh my God. I just thought when I rewatched it the second time, I when she says, oh honey, oh honey, like that, like very motherly, there's something about Carrie and Miranda's friendship 
that I just love so much. Like I love their all friends. I love all of their dynamics, but something about Miranda and Carrie specifically, like it just gets to me. So when she just came in with all that love and like comforting her, it was so sad. I also, the body bag in the background was, you know, it was a lot. Like I was just like, oh my God, like this is just so like, real. it, it felt like, yeah, it felt like they were making it so real. Her, the look, I, I just feel like Sarah Jessica, Sarah Jessica is amazing. And yeah. she's one of the best actors out there, I think. And she does that. I mean, she plays everything really well, but I feel like just that helpless look and that, you know, what am I going to do? What am I yeah. supposed to do? You know, and then Miranda's saying, well, they didn't take him away. And then, you know, she's telling all the practical things, which is so Miranda. And she's like, yeah. no, like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Without him and just like the devastation of it. And I think, I mean, probably giving away my favorite moment, but the best moment in the episode to me was them in the bed. Yeah. I mean, so much bed sharing in this, like already, <laughs> I feel like, but I kind of loved it. Cause I was like, wow, like way to normalize a piece of friendships that we don't normally see, like truly being there for someone and not letting someone be in their home alone, like in their bed alone after being used to sleeping with someone. It was so sweet. And I was just, I really loved that. Yeah. I think like what you said before, I think that Miranda and Carrie are the main best friends. Like, I yeah. think there's moments where you see her being friends with the other two, like throughout the series in their own way. But I think the relationship between Miranda and Carrie is like probably even more central than her and Big. Yeah, it's so special. Yeah, even in the early series, it's that it's that one misdirect where it's really early on and she's crying and she has dated the baseball player, I think. And then she gets on the phone and she's crying, like, can we meet at our place? And I remember watching it with my dad when it was like they ran the reruns on TV. And randomly one day we were watching Sex in the City together. <laughs> And it was that episode and he was like, oh, it's going to be Mr. Big, Mr. Big. Like he was just joking about the show. And then she showed up and it was Miranda. And I was like, it's not Mr. Big. <laughs> like, that's not what the show is about. But I think about that. I just feel like they always kind of go back to that relationship. And they have the bigger blowout fights too throughout the series. And, you know. Yeah. But yeah. that makes them stronger. Yeah. Yeah. The bigger explosions and then like those bigger repairs. I, I love their relationship. And I, I love that she wasn't alone in bed and that they showed that part of it. Cause I was like, oh, I bet that that would be so real, like at night, you know, just, yeah. And just way to normalize being with your friends, like really, like really being there for your friends after going through something. It was, it was awesome. Now, how do you think Charlotte feels? Cause there was that whole thing at the end with the ashes come, I'm kind of skipping around, but yeah. Um, and, and then she's got Stanford and she's got Miranda, but she doesn't have Charlotte. And she says it's cause Charlotte's crying. Of course, Charlotte yeah. thinks it's because she was at her daughter's piano recital instead of at home with big when it happened. Yeah. I'm really curious about Charlotte in general. Like we're only into episode two. And for me personally, Charlotte is just a little high strung so far. And so I kind of get it. And I'm just curious about that. Like Charlotte always has been very Charlotte. Like some people really, you know, she's as a strong character, but I'm definitely feeling like episode two, like she's just a little high strung. Like she was in that first episode, she was a little bit like so ready to like please that other mom so just all about the piano recital like you have to be there and now just like yeah just like grieving so hard for Carrie's loss it's just kind of like oh like she's way up here so I'm kind of like curious to see where her character goes and if she continues to be so up here 
has she, I mean, she's always had those characteristics, but it, it's almost like, I don't know if it's just, we're not used to it because we haven't watched her in anything new in a while, or if it's that they just took that, those elements of her and like cranked them up to 11, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. cause I did notice that too. And I was just like, oh, Charlotte, like, I yeah. <laughs> to, to me, it's at an, an 11 right now. So I'm just like, I don't know if that's going to be something that's going to have a part in the series and like, it's going to lead to something or if it's just kind of who she is, or I don't know. I'm like really curious if there's something underneath that, because I was definitely feeling that way. And like in this second episode, I was like, yeah, I totally get this whole thing. I, I also felt like Carrie kind of wasn't really grieving, you know, she was very just kind of stoic. And so I wasn't sure if it was like the contrast between just to really show how Carrie was like being so stoic and then to have Charlotte totally falling apart. I don't know, but that's kind of where I was at. Yeah. I almost felt like Carrie went into like party girl mode at the funeral. Like not, I mean, not in like an extreme sense, but in her character from the beginning or really, I think it's always been like this. Carrie's always been like a woman about town and she's has the outfit and she's at all the events and she knows the people. And so she was kind of like mingling and there was a little bit of sadness, but it was a lot of, like you said, like stoicism. Like I felt like she was kind of, you could see when, when Miranda showed up at her house that she was kind of like broken, but then in the public, it was the outfit, the perfect funeral space. And even there's this weird scene where they're playing the Hello, It's Me song and they're doing the music. And then it's just a shot of her. And she's like, and she like, gets like really, (laughs) like she's like bobbing her head along. Yeah. And you're kind of like, is she trying to go back? Like, I don't know if I'm reading into it too much or like, is she trying to go back to just like being at the party or like, what, what was that? I don't know if I understood or if it was just like a weird way of dealing with the grief. Yeah. I think that I kind of read it as like, she's so numbed out. And then it was sort of like, she was sort of like being moved by that grief. Like just kind of like, it was kind of coming in a little bit. You can see a little bit of like misty eyed, but then she sort of gathered herself. So I was kind of seeing it as like, I just felt like through the whole episode, she was so like disembodied and so numbed out and just so not actually dealing with what had just happened and just kind of like going through the checklist of things and trying to make everything perfect and just not dealing with, you know, the fact that her, her love just died. That's how I read it. And I didn't notice that kind of like intense head bobbing. And I, I thought like, yeah, just kind of like, Oh, I'm just, I'm with this grief, you know, just kind of like all of a sudden I'm being like flooded with emotion, but then she's kind of like, no, got to get back to it. I don't know. I don't know though. I'm curious to see how that unfolds. I also thought, okay, what did you, what did you think about the secretary? I thought it was kind of random. I was like, Me too. why are we meeting her? And so intensely. <laughs> yeah. And like, and then the whole Stanford thing where he's like kicking her. And I feel like that's kind of, in, I think they're kind of like showing like these people really haven't changed that. Like their character is the same. They may have changed like their circumstances, but their character is the same person. I didn't know what to make of that. I assume that she's coming back for something. I think it would be so random if she just is there at the funeral and then gone and they have like her sobbing. So I'm like, why is she sobbing so hard? Like, did they have a history? Like if she was his secretary for so long, did he sleep with her when she was younger? Like, that's what I was wondering. I was so I was like, they made such a point of like introducing her and then being like, this is her name and this is her, and just so like Carrie just seemed so into her. And I was like, why have we never seen the secretary before? Who is this person? And yeah, I just felt very, I was like, why are they drawing our attention to this person so much? So I thought that was really strange. And then when she was crying so much, I thought that was like, yeah, I was like, huh, like something's there. I think we're in for some stuff. I think we're in for a backstory on the secretary. Yeah. And I think that we're in for like Carrie finally hitting the grief. Like, yeah, 
she's going to actually like break down at some point. We had a little glimpse of that. You talked last episode about um, loving like big, loud, angry Carrie or like big, loud, emotional Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> and immediately when you said it, I thought of, cause we had watched both episodes already. Yeah. And I had thought of this and I was like holding it back. Cause it's like, that's episode two. But right at the end when the whole Charlotte conflict happens, you know, and then she's out in the hallway with her and, you know, Charlotte tries to bring all the Vogues, which I thought was really sweet, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. It's a special place to get all the Vogues. And then they're out there and she's like, oh my God, you must be so mad at me. And she's like, no, I'm mad at myself. But she has like this, like, like I've done that. I know I've done that, <laughs> you know, where you just can't hold it in anymore. You're like, no, it's fun. You just kind of, and it was like relieving to me to see her like, have a strong emotion. Yeah. Same. I loved that whole scene. I actually loved that the whole, that whole part, like when Stanford's supposed to be hiding and he like scuttles out <laughs> and she's like, why? And I, at first I was, I was kind of like mad. I was like, why are we making Stanford hide? Like, can we just like, not, can we just be adults? But then it, it made for a really funny scene. I loved him scuttling out and like, I was thirsty. <laughs> I was getting my drink. That made me laugh. I almost felt like that was a little bit of an inside joke too, because people have said, um, again, about like the, the people that aren't gay, like the main characters of the original series are all pretty much like cis people. Yeah. The people that are gay are kind of tokeny. And I know in season six, she invites just the girls to, to meet Petrovsky right? Yeah. And he's there and he's like, oh, I'm so excited to meet him. Or he like wants, he thinks he's a part of it. And she's like, no, yeah. it's just the girls this time. Like why? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. Why? He's like your best friend just because he's gay. Like he's not allowed to be there. I don't understand. I know. Oh my God. And you know what? I, so watching this, I was simultaneously like loving how much Stanford was in it. Like, I was just like, oh my God, I feel like Stanford's like really in it. And then being so heartbroken because I know that he's passed in real life. So it was just so like, oh gosh, like I just love how much he's like in this though. I loved seeing him there with her. I loved the scuttling to go grab the drink and his different little jokes. I just, um, yeah, I just love him. He passed from cancer, right? Yeah. And acting is such a like, it's actually really grueling. Like the days are very long. Yeah. And I just think like, wow, really like what we get of him in this is what we get. So that's one thing we're waiting to see how they like resolve that. Cause he's not going to be able to come back Yeah. after at least the season, even maybe potentially before it ends, we're not sure. And then he had cancer and he was like doing all of this. I know. Like, wow, that's amazing. And I don't know. I, it is, it's, it's nice to see him, but yeah. And I thought yeah. it was funny. Like it was a funny scene, but it also was like, why are you again, like tucking him away in a corner? Like, I know that's how like, I felt when she was like, go hide. I'm like, why not just be like, here we are. You know, like, I feel like if it were like my friend, they're coming to the door, I would just be like, Hey, and not even, not even explain anything. Just like, Hey, here we are sitting here. <laughs> We're all grown adults. We can all handle the fact that grown adults get together and yeah. And she is assuming she's jumping to a conclusion about that, that, you know, yeah. Charlotte's going to react a certain way. And so, you know, we're not going to invite her. She's not good in this, in the crisis or in this type of situation. So she makes that assumption and then she kind of pays for it. Cause it feels like if she wouldn't have, she probably would have invited her. Charlotte's one of her like closest friends. Yeah. But it's just, she's assuming she's going to be like at an 11 crying, you know, which yeah. is maybe accurate, <laughs> maybe accurate, but you know, I mean, even if there's so many other ways you could have solved that, you know, yeah. I agree. Um, there could have been better communication boundaries. <laughs> could have been so many better ways to deal with that. What did you think of the flashback? Do you remember? Was that when she was sleeping and then like it flashed back and then Miranda had to rub her back? Is that what you're talking about? Or which flashback? She 
flashed back at some point to the in the series <laughs> where's my baby um in the series she has that moment it's the same episode that i'm talking about with miranda actually where she's at the bar with the baseball guy and then he comes up and says something to her oh i saw your picture on page six you never yeah. looked better and then he walks away and it's after they first broke up and they chose that scene of him like you know from really early in the seasons walking away and kind of like looking back at her yeah I, remember when I definitely I'm trying to remember exactly when it was I should have refreshed um I just watched it yesterday but I, I know same <laughs> I remember though initially like when I first saw that little flashback it definitely caught me I was kind of like oh gosh like so sad me being kind of a woo-woo person my first initial thought probably wasn't their intention my initial thought was like oh he visited her in a dream like he just passed so it was like he you know it was like his spirit visiting her and that's what I thought at first and I, then I, of course I realized that's probably not what other people are thinking no like I, I think I told you this but when my grandpa passed um in March at the end of March this year I was like a wreck for like a good two weeks I just was like crying at the drop of a hat and just not you know I was going through my grief and I still like the holidays are coming and I have these moments where I'm like, this is the first time he's not going to be here. And that's difficult. But, um, after two weeks, I had this dream that was like very simple. And it was just basically like a normal day at my mom's house. He used to go the last seven, eight years of his life. He was at my mom's house every day for lunch during the week. And he would just like show up and be like, I want a sandwich, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and my mom would stop everything she was doing, watching the kids and make him and my grandma like a sandwich or whatever they wanted for lunch. Or they'd go out to lunch sometimes. And my dream was that I showed up at my parents' house at lunchtime and he was there. And in the me that was there knew that he had passed. And so I was so surprised to see him. And I was like crying and I ran up to him and gave him a big hug and I could like smell his aftershave and all of that. And I was like, oh my God, I thought you were gone. I thought you were gone. And I'm bawling and hugging him. And he was just la like doing exactly what he would have done in life. And he was just yeah. like laughing and chuckling. And he was like, I'm here. I'm okay. You know, it's like, I'm fine. And yeah. then I woke up and I knew, obviously I knew it was a dream, but I felt like it was really him you know, cause after that I had a sense of peace that I couldn't access before the dream. So yeah. I think, you know, maybe that is maybe I've heard a lot of stories um, of people where somebody passes and they're having a hard time and then they get like a dream visit. That's, I mean, that's what I thought. That's where my brain went. Um, when I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that story about your grandpa. <laughs> It was a, I'm relating. Um, <laughs> it was a big, I think it would have been a big task to pick which scene. And I think they did a good job. I think, yeah. I think the impact of him looking back at her, you know, yeah, and him being as, that was probably like the youngest they could have of him, you know? So it was like right when they had kind of first gotten together I think it was a good one to pick, um, but it caught me off guard, you know, when it showed up, I was like, oh, they're doing this. And then throughout the episode, they had another thing where um, she's walking right after she leaves the funeral home and Charlotte has her whole cry fest <laughs> at the funeral home and she's walking and it looks like she's walking in the Upper East Side. She sees like a little bistro cafe where people are eating and there's a guy with dark hair and a girl with long kind of wavy hair having brunch or lunch or whatever and it's very obvious it's kind of like what they did at the series finale too with the friends in Paris like it's obvious that it's reminding her of her and big in the early yeah. days, you know and she kind of like looks and pauses and then she walks by and I was totally expecting them to like throw another flashback in there of like them eating or when she goes to meet him in the pink dress you know um, yeah. after he meets Natasha or something like that and 
but they didn't. And I was like, I think that was probably more tasteful. I just, once they started with the flashback, it opened the door for me. And I was like, are they going to be flashing back a lot? Like, yeah, the Charlotte and Carrie funeral home scene thoughts. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I felt like I was sort of at that point, I had watched both episodes like back to back. Cause once I watched the first one, I was like, of course I'm watching the second one just immediately. So the whole thing kind of just ran into one long episode for me. And by the time we got to the funeral home, I think I was more just kind of curious of where this was kind of all going and just kind of curious about like Carrie's weird grief style, like this whole, like, yeah, just like I said, like how she would just seem sort of numb and she wasn't, and I was just kind of like along for that ride to just be like, where's it? what's happening what's happening with Carrie why is she not like actually grieving and at first kind of being like well why are we not okay with the funeral home but then of course I thought her her pick was so beautiful like the funeral ended up looking I was like wow yeah I would like someone to have my funeral look nice like that (laughs) um but no that was an option I thought they all looked like I thought the best of them looked like the first one right Right. I thought they're all just gonna be this kind of old people looking place you know what I mean like that's what it looked like an old people place definitely (laughs) yeah Yeah. I think they were trying to make that point about her kind of trying to step away from that like because that video that they were what that she was watching from the funeral home of those two like really old people and she was it's like probably her like struggling with the fact that she doesn't feel that old like so gray and wrinkly and like tiny point and right like I felt like they were like and she's just kind of like yeah I don't know just sort of grappling with that a little bit I was just sort of along for that for that ride and yeah I didn't have too many thoughts about Charlotte specifically or the whole thing I thought the lady was kind of funny who was upset but (laughs) I liked the punctuation at the end of that scene yeah because at first I was kind of like this is a weird scene like I don't know how you could make it not weird it's a funeral home the whole thing just felt weird and the whole bit of like Charlotte is actually the one that lost somebody because she's crying and all that. <laughs> I feel like it was kind of a little bit of low hanging fruit, you know, but they did it. And I was kind of like, okay, like I'm ready to move on. And then at the end, she says something like, I'm so sorry if it's anything that I said, right? The funeral home director. And she yeah. says, not you, it's me. And I was like, oh, okay, they're doing that thing. And then she walks out and the lady just goes, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I laughed like I don't know who decided to add that one liner but that's what I needed for it to be funny like it it didn't really hit me with the it's not you it's me I was just kind of like oh that's that's like back to the kind of sex in the city cheesiness you know what I mean (laughs) like I'm just throwing a line out there a dating line I'm gonna let you go but you better be nice yeah (laughs) <laughs> she looks back she's like dragging the little leash <laughs> she's gonna lay on the couch with sister I think and I did like the classic Charlotte of like hanging out the window being like I'm just gonna nap for an hour and I'll give her a call right now and I was like well that's her um but yeah I was a little bit I think that you make a good point about the the funeral home sizzle reel that's what she called yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a laugh for me too and I love it it was the same thing that they keep doing where it's like she's obviously a wreck she just lost her husband and her face is like you can tell she didn't sleep she's just like exhausted and she's playing all of that like they've probably made her look more tired than normal or something and she's really kind of like sitting there in her robe in front of the computer just trying to figure it out and then Miranda's like, what are you doing? She's like, funeral home sizzle reel. And I was just like, yes, like, thank you for just making a like silly joke. I also thought there was a strange moment and maybe you can help me. Cause I, I think I, I have a confusion between what they were trying to do. So right after that, Miranda's like, where's the coffee? And she says in the freezer. And then she says, okay, I'm going to make some right now. And Carrie goes, some what? And I think what they're trying to say is like in her grief, she's kind of in a haze. So maybe she's like having a hard time paying attention. But then I also was like, is this an age comment again? Like, do you think I'm reading into that? Or what do you think that was? 
No, I definitely noticed it too. And I noticed how they showed Miranda noticing it. Like it's again, like that relationship that they have and like Miranda being so in tune to Carrie. And I thought, I think Miranda is noticing and like pointing out the same thing that I was thinking of like Carrie's not dealing with this grief. And I think they kind of said that at the funeral too, when Steve was like, oh, look at her. She's just doing everything for everybody. She's doing so great. And Miranda was like, well, is this a really a good thing? Like, yeah. like, should she be handling it like this? And I thought that moment of the coffee, I definitely noticed it. I thought it was kind of sad. Like it was like, just sort of like this dark room and like her sitting there and then just having that innocent moment of like, what, you know, and just, and I love how Miranda just kind of let it slide. Like she was like coffee, like just noticed it, but didn't really like harp on it. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm curious, like, if we're going to see in the next episode, like, are they just going to fully move on into something or is it going to be Carrie, like having some sort of a grief breakdown or like, I'm just kind of, yeah, I'm not sure about that. I think because my grandma has some of these issues, my mind went immediately to like, is this a memory issue? Like, are we, you know, are we like leaning into now she's going to have a memory issue? And Mm. I think I'm probably wrong, but (laughs) But like my first instinct was like, wait, why would they do that? And then it took me a minute to be like, okay, maybe it's just a grief thing, you know, but I definitely wanted yeah. to thought because I thought it was kind of strange. Um, but I don't believe that they put things in accidentally or flippantly. Like, I think there's right. so well thought out, especially when you wait this long and it's such a like established ensemble of people series, you know? Yeah. Miranda being a white savior. This has been so interesting to me throughout both um, the episodes. I want, I wanted to believe that Miranda would already be a little bit further ahead. I thought she seemed a little bit like meek and it's kind of like, oh, I don't really know anything. And I'm, oh, I'm trying to not say the wrong things and I'm trying to not be a racist and I'm reading the books and I'm, and I kind of, in my mind, imagined Miranda being a little bit more, not, not quite that way. But yeah, just coming to from the spaces that I'm in and the activism and reproductive justice and those sorts of things. I was kind of like, oh man, I'm a little disappointed that she seems like she's having such a hard time with it. But I also realized it seems as if they've chosen Miranda specifically to be the one who like brings some of these topics that are very hot right now and that we're all talking about right now, kind of bring them to light and are really like easy way like a really like hey everyone are you worried about saying the wrong thing let's let Miranda say the wrong thing and see what happens <laughs> like, like, just very like let's see how this conversation goes between Miranda and a black woman it, it just has been very I thought that her whole situation that she had in the first episode was so cringy with the braids and the whole thing and I just couldn't believe that Miranda would actually stumble all over her words and have that moment I was like a little bit kind of like oh really but then I thought well this is where we're at in history and I kind of get that they're using Miranda as that person <laughs> I would attend that workshop if like, <laughs> now we're gonna watch this video where Miranda stump- puts her foot in her mouth like, <laughs> like I would go there and learn pause it and be like now see here folks is when she went wrong <laughs> She's in this situation. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I definitely, I think I was surprised and I wasn't because I think like when they go to Abu Dhabi in the, in the crazy sequel movie, (laughs) um, she's the one that's like, okay, like I've studied up, like, here's what's appropriate. Cover your shoulders. Like, don't Mm. be talking about this type of thing or like you know, hydrocondoms or whatever. Like she's the one that's kind of like, here, this is what's culturally. That's true. I had, I had forgotten about that. And I feel like, okay, like, but then I thought, well, that means she's going to be the one that knows and she might right. be making the mistake. Like she's, she will have be so been so well read that she's like, just kind of like made that leap and we see her on the other side of it. That's what I was thinking. I thought, really? Miranda's so smart. She's so accomplished at this point. She's of a certain age. And I just thought, Miranda? But then it's like, if Miranda was so, you know, 
just already got it down, then we wouldn't really learn anything. So maybe this is for yeah. all the middle-aged white ladies who don't yeah. understand <laughs> or There's who probably a lot of Karens who watch Sex in the City and right. <laughs> the people who are like, why do I have to say they them? Why are you know the people who are not understanding these situations or who are being white saviors or who would make a comment about braids or hairstyles, this is a, a moment for them to learn. So I think they were kind of using using it as an opportunity. And they chose Miranda, which again, I think is so funny because to me, in my mind, it seems like Miranda has all the plot lines right now. Like she's the one that's going to teach us about being white in the world. She's the one who's going to talk to us about teenagers having sex in your own home. She's the one who potentially may be gay. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking so. We're hoping. I'm Well, there was yeah. a little something there. Did you? I thought that? so. I thought when they I, kind of backed off and they were just showing the, how they were interacting from far away. I thought there was more chemistry between her and that person than like anybody else on the show with anybody. I don't know if it was just me, but I was like, they are vibing. Like I just thought, like it wasn't just like a, oh he he. Like they were super vibing, and I was like, I'm here for it. Honestly, I love Steve which is why I'm really rooting for a super woke, like Polly situation. <laughs> like, I want like Miranda to have the best of all the worlds. I want Miranda to have her Steve and her person. And like, she just has it all. I, I was so here for it. I just thought, yes. I thought there was some real chemistry there. Yeah. I, I thought it was cute. What do you think of that character? We didn't really talk about Che very much last episode. Do you have any initial impressions of Che? I don't have any extreme thoughts yet, except that obviously they smoke a lot of pot. I thought that was kind of funny. I'm like, I don't really know why that's thrown in there so often that they have to be smoking weed so often. (laughs) But I was just kind of like, okay, I'm into them. I did think that the podcast was a little crazy, like we said before, like a little bit like a random morning radio show. But I loved the chemistry between them and Miranda so much that I'm like excited. I thought it was funny too how much she super exploded on Jay, like about the weed. But her underage son can like have full blown like crazy sex in her home. But then like the line is drawn at weed. Like, so help me God, I will make a huge public like outcry over some weed, but go ahead and have sex all over the place. I thought that was super funny. I was like, well, like she's kind of like the cool, like relaxed mom that lets the girlfriend sleep over. But then it's like, if you give her a son weed, she will have a cow. There's the line. There's the parenting line. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about Samantha. Hmm. So there was the scene where Carrie's kind of sitting alone and she's texting. Um, And it's you, if you, I don't know if you caught it, but it looks like Carrie's been the one just texting. Yeah. And Samantha's not responding. Yeah. Yeah. And she sent the flowers. And then she sent the funeral flowers, which there was like a moment where they all kind of paused. And I felt like there was a realness to that. Like, I think they've all been kind of hurt in some way by this because they were in it together for so long yeah but I do respect Kim Cattrall's decision she's doing she's everywhere right now she's doing a whole bunch of other stuff and she has said in interviews like I just want to play a different character that character is played out for me yeah that's fine but um I think it was pretty graceful for them to do the phone thing because I think it was like, this is exactly how it is. It's just a one-sided thing. She's just not here. Yeah. Like. I agree. And I liked the flowers. I like that she was still kind of in there a little bit, um, especially in the beginning of the series. You know, maybe it'll kind of fade out. I've heard like rumors online that people think she's going to make like a short appearance or something. And I'm like, to be honest, I almost kind of hope not, especially because we all know the drama that's going on behind the scenes. It's like, don't force it, you know, like, don't like force her to be on the show. Like if she's not on the show, she's not on the show. <laughs> like having the flowers was fine. I think if she does show up, I, I had that thought too. I was like, maybe she will, like, maybe they're really keeping it under wraps and maybe she will show up because they're kind of you know, maybe she'll see how great they've done the show and like want to be a guest star or something. 
and she's totally entitled to that too, to like change, like she reserves the right to change her mind, right? The, the Elizabeth Dialto-ism <laughs> that we always say, like, I love that she can change her mind. I think if we do see her from what I can tell, not that I know Kim Cattrall personally, I wish, <laughs> but what I can tell if she's going to be there, she wants to be there. Yeah. She seems to be a very like healthy boundary person. That's like, yeah, this is what I want and need. And if you think it makes me this, that, and the other, that's your problem. Yeah. So I think if she does show up, it's going to be because she wants to. Yeah. I might be way off on this. I have no idea, but I have this like impression that in my mind, it seems to me like Sarah Jessica and like, you know, all the other characters, like those three, they're kind of there for fun and they're having a lot of fun with the series and they have fun with those characters. I get this impression that Kim Cattrall is like a really serious actress. Like she takes the roles seriously. She played Samantha really, really well. And I feel like to her, like it is like a serious job thing. Like I'm going to play the hell out of this character. And I think that she was kind of feeling like the character ran its course and she was like, the character's done. And I, I just kind of see it that way a little bit. Whereas like Sarah Jessica is kind of like, oh, this sounds like fun. We could totally get back into it, you know, just kind of like not so much. And then she's like, look, Samantha's like so old by now. <laughs> like the character is always so much about, like, I'm just kind of over it. And I was just like, yeah, I see that. I see that. I get it. She is older than the others. Yeah. Know? Um, as a character, I don't know in real life if she really is, but as a character, at least she is. And, and I think from different interviews I've heard in the past, she was just kind of like, where else are they going to take her? Like, exactly. It should be like 60 they they would get her is if they gave her like a really good plot line or something that was a challenge for her, that wasn't kind of yeah. the same note. Cause I think she mm-hmm. almost bordered on a character actor. Mm-hmm. that role because it was like oh and I'm still interested in sex like everything yeah. else is happening and then Samantha's just like and dicks like exactly you know what I mean like but also exactly. what about his dick like exactly <laughs> always just kind of like smooth talking everything or you know but and then it's like well maybe it's not Samantha if they take her in some other direction it's like exactly. well that's not necessarily Samantha so I, I definitely respect the decision and, and I feel like the show's going fine without that character, yeah. you know, but, and I thought the flowers gave me like a moment and I thought the way they played their reaction to it, like how she, first I was kind of like, who doesn't want flowers at a funeral? That's really interesting. Yeah. And I think they just kind of set it up that way to be like, oh, like, but these flowers are okay. Cause of Samantha and, yeah. and they were beautiful. They really were. Yeah. The whole funeral was really beautiful. What did you think of just the aesthetic of the funeral and how that all played out? I thought the funeral was so beautiful. I thought one thing we're talking about the flowers. And one thing that I kind of thought of that just for me was like a weird, like loose end. When she said they asked if we wanted to rent the casket and she was like, we could never rent that. Like he didn't even want to rent a car. And I, and so I immediately, I thought, well, then what do you do with it? Are you going to keep that casket? <laughs> I was really alarmed. I was like, well, wait, is anyone going to answer this question? Yeah. I was like, what? Like that to me was a little bit confusing and it gave me questions. I was like, is this something that funeral homes like know about? And I just don't, cause I'm not in that world. But I was like, well, wait a minute. You're just going to leave us hanging. Like, are you keeping the casket? <laughs> so I thought that was a little strange. I did think that the actual funeral itself was um, yeah, really beautiful and really curated, which again made me think of Carrie's mental state. It definitely looks like an art gallery. I <laughs> now I'm like sitting here going, I'm really glad they didn't like deliver the ashes with the casket. You know what I mean? Like casket <laughs> you purchased. What would you do like, with it? <laughs> if you're not already traumatized by the surprise of your husband's ashes, like here's also the casket he was laying in days ago. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Oh, so weird. I thought you were going to talk about the flat joke from Miranda. Oh, yeah. Which again, Miranda teaching us. I thought to me, I thought the writing of that was like literally somebody being like, how can we teach someone how to like correct, like kind of course correct, you know? And it that's how I saw it because she was very deliberate. She said the joke. She leans in. I tried to be funny and I wasn't. And it was just a full like... I feel like Miranda's just teaching us. 
<laughs> that's it we need to have a segment of like like let's <laughs> with miranda <laughs> right. stay on miranda exactly yeah and then right before the funeral there's this scene with carrie in the closet and she's in front of all the suits and then she mm. goes and hugs the suits and i just was like mm. Mm. yeah yeah that was rough yeah, like little moments of her kind of grief and yeah. Yeah, and maybe I'm putting that on Carrie. Maybe I'm thinking that she needs to be so upset and like wailing and like the whole thing, but maybe she's just letting her grief kind of eke out in little moments and and then this is what she needs to do right now. It's hard because it's like you just, that everybody grieves in a different way. Exactly. Know? And that part actually reminded me of my grandpa more than thinking mm. if my husband was ever gone because my husband's not a suit wearer, <laughs> but my grandpa was, and you know, the smell of him or just being like close to something that he was close to. And that like hit my heart. Susan Sharon. Oh yeah. That was weird. She looks really good though. She looked amazing. And I'm and right. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't look it up, but I'm right in remembering she is the one who wouldn't buy, rebuy Carrie's shoes, right? That she lost. No, is that right? No, that I was wrong. Um, that would make more sense, though. With okay, the, that's what with the like, uh, oh, it's water under the bridge thing. That was um, what is her name? Her name's really like exotic. She's the one that takes pictures of babies and buckets, and she's yes. pictures of the model. So I had them mixed up. Remind me who Susan Sharon is. Susan Sharon used to be with the short guy that was had a really hot temper in its earlier seasons, and she oh yeah for her birthday, and she says it's a cash miracle. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, why did she come in so like crazy? And she also pops in in another episode where Carrie's wearing all the pearls and she's engaged to Aiden, but she's wearing the ring around her neck. Yeah. And they haven't seen each other. She seems like that type of friend that like they pop in and out of your life and they're not, yeah. they're not like a Miranda, like a evergreen, always there type of friend. They're just yeah. kind of, like, oh, we're sort of more of acquaintances, I think. I wonder but, if that's why no. they did that then and just popped her in that I thought that whole, I think that's why my brain went to the shoes. Cause I was trying to make sense of, I'm like, well, which care, why is she like, why is she having this big moment? And then I connected her somehow to the shoe and I thought, oh, maybe that's why not, but no, I was wrong yeah. there. So I, I was trying to make a connection. Well, yeah, which is natural. Cause Carrie would have remembered that. I feel like, yeah. You know, what was her name? I don't remember. I didn't look it up first. Her kids were um, Allegra, Milo and Allegra. And her name was Kira. Oh. It's spelled like Kyra, but it's Kira is how they say yeah. it. Yeah, I was off on that. I was way off. Yeah, so yeah. Susan Sharon. It was just a weird, weird moment. <laughs> <laughs> Susan Sharon had that really bad relationship where he's always yelling at her. Yeah. And then she gives her the cashmere sweater. Yeah. <laughs> of that as a cheesy line. <laughs> Thinking of when it's cheesy cashmere. And then she is sort of there. She's the one that takes Charlotte's dog too. Yeah. The dog that's like destroying everything. Yeah. She shows back up for that episode with Aiden. And I think, I think the reason I think it's an in and out type of like acquaintance friend is because in that episode, she kind of just like runs into her at a restaurant and they yeah. haven't seen each other in a long time. And she's like, oh my gosh. Da, da, da. And then she's like, what is this? And, you know, everybody around her goes, Carrie, you haven't told her about your biggest news, which is that you're engaged to Aiden. And it's like this whole plot point of like, it's that whole time where she's figuring out that she's not ready to get married to Aiden and stuff, but. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Maybe they were just showing how people can be weird at funerals, just pop in from random life. <laughs> Who says that's the time? Like, even if there was an issue, like if, I feel like if there was a real issue, which it doesn't sound like there actually is, it sounds like it's more in Susan Sharon's head. 
and she's kind of like the crazy off the wall friend. Yeah. And like, if there really was an issue and you show up to the funeral, like if Samantha would have shown up, you don't even say anything at the funeral. You're just kind of like, there's an unspoken there here for you. Water under the bridge right now. Like you don't say water under the bridge. Right. (laughs) You just like, Oh, that's the gestures enough. Yeah. You know, but it was kind of a funny moment where, (laughs) where Miranda kind of turns around and is like, and Carrie's like, I don't know, you know, no idea what, what happened. I also thought it was funny that she called it an obit. It took me a minute to be like, she was reading the obit. Oh, obituary. She was reading. And I'm like, okay, we say obit now. So I'll go into some of the things that I thought were funny. The funeral home sizzle reel. I loved, she's kind of our Jackie K, Jackie Kennedy from Stanford. Yes. (laughs) Mario Kenton goes, well, I hope you didn't tell her that. And he goes, oh, I already did. (laughs) I'm like, oh no. Oh, the, the hallway with the orchids and the food and she oh, said, like, yeah. what is it that no flower, what is it about no flowers that orchid people don't understand? And then they yeah. get into that, like celebrate balloon. Yeah. And all this kind of like, it's like, I don't remember if it was celebrate or it was something like good vibes or something. Or good, we yeah. have a good time. <laughs> We're all like, no, no. It's like, such yeah. A commentary on how people just don't know how to do the thing. Like most yeah. people don't have the right etiquette, I think, is what they're saying. Yeah. Um, and then the final one, which is Stanford's comment on the white designer hoodie. Oh, yes. I thought that was pretty funny, too. And then she goes, well, that's why I would call Stanford. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. But don't hide him in the closet. Right. <laughs> Just don't. Just be proud of being Stanford's friend. We'll segue right into outfits. Did you have a favorite? Do you want me to go through like my list and try to describe a few? I don't notice clothes the same way other people notice clothes. So I feel like in general, there weren't any that like super stood out to me this time. So I'm curious to hear what you, okay. what you pulled and what you enjoyed. I had a definite favorite. Um, I'll write out the things that I noticed. I didn't write everybody's outfits, but just the ones I kind of noticed that stuck out to me. Obviously they have the jammies and the robe at the beginning and that's on Carrie. And, and even Miranda has these kind of like granny looking pajamas <laughs> with like flowers. There's the outfit when they go to the funeral home, Carrie's wearing a pink jacket with a white and it looks like almost pinstripe dress. And there's a little necklace and I couldn't quite tell, but it almost looks like a gold New York state shape, mm. I think potentially. And so she has that outfit. And then at the same time, Charlotte's wearing the pink tweed with the little belt, like structured belt when she's crying. And then Charlotte's funeral dress, I thought was really pretty. Um, It had the mesh on top and it sort of had a collar and like a little keyhole right here that buttoned and then went straight across and it was real kind of corseted and then it poofed out. You're making me want to go back and watch it again, specifically (laughs) just to look at the outfits. Like I didn't pay enough attention. That was, I noticed it because when they were zipping her, her boobs were just like, uh, like, <laughs> so like they were really cuddling each other, and, but it looked good on her. It looks really pretty. And then Miranda's dress looks like it potentially is a DVF wrap dress, maybe a new version that I haven't seen because I haven't worked for her in a long time. But the way she was putting it together when she was with Steve before the funeral, I was like, oh, that's probably a wrap, like a wrap from DVF. Um, just in black, but it was, they're made differently normally. Um, There's usually like more of an obvious collar. And this one was just sewn down with no collar and it had sort of a tulip bottom. So it's like, Mm. I wonder if I should Google, I probably should have just looked up on DVF and see if she has a new version because she'll mess with the wrap dress every now and then. The funeral outfit with Carrie with another tiny hat. I did notice a tiny hat. Yeah. Tiny hat and the little poofy skirt with it looked like kind of a slit in the front and sort of lace bottom, but a dark top that was fitted and her little, just little heels. I can't remember exactly what they, I think they had scalloping on them, you know, where it's kind of like boop along yeah. <laughs> the edge of the heel. Um, and then she had a little clutch bag too, I think that was like pearls or something on it, a white clutch bag. Mm. 
I thought it was, I mean, if I'm gonna look chic at a funeral, that's a way to do it. My favorite, standout favorite in the entire thing. I was scared you were gonna pick it. I was like, sure you were gonna pick it because it was an at-home lounging outfit. Was it, see, I'm, I'm loving all the lounge outfits. It's I am. End of the episode when they're all there hanging out right when Charlotte shows up and she's wearing like a turquoise. Of course, I would love turquoise, <laughs> but she's wearing like a turquoise long cardigan sweater that's like extra. Yes. And it has stripes. And then she's wearing that over a jumpsuit that looks like it's maybe a like pale, pale gray or a white with some dark detailing up here and it's fitted here, but it's like a comfy looking jumpsuit. Yeah, but it's coming back to me. Fantastic in that. I loved that whole thing. Yeah, all, I'm, yeah. I want all the loungewear. (laughs) I want all the loungewear in this show. (laughs) It was, it was beautiful. I think we already talked about favorite moment. Did we, did we share the same favorite moment? I think I've said mine too many times and it really is that Stanford moment, I think was for me, my favorite. Okay. okay. Um, I had a few favorites. I had a few favorites, but that was definitely one. And I loved Miranda vibing with the person. So I liked that too. Yeah. Um, oh, now you got me questioning it. Cause I thought of something else with Miranda. I did like <laughs> I did like Miranda, like smacking the Chucky person with her, oh, <laughs> with yeah. her um, book where it was like any kind of savior moment. Right. Yes. I did think that was good. I still think my favorite moment, I'm still kind of staying in the same vein as episode one is more of like an intense, it gave me an intense, like mm-hmm. feeling or depth to the moment. And that was just her and Miranda spooning in the bed. Mm. I was just like, yeah. And right yeah. when they put the title on, you know, and I was like, yeah, oh, like, yeah. If I'm going for feels then it was definitely Miranda showing up initially at the beginning of the episode would be like a favorite. Yeah, for sure. She's amazing. Predictions. I hope that Miranda ends up in that polyamorous relationship. I'm just going <laughs> to, that's going to my, <laughs> that I'm just going to hope and cross my fingers for that maybe later on down the line, that's what happens, but that's my thing. And I do think that Carrie's going to have some sort of a something she's, I don't know. They, I think they're leading up to her having some sort of a little meltdown of some sort over big stuff, or maybe not, maybe just going to breeze right on by, but that's, hmm. that's where I'm at. That's what I was going to say. It's mine. I, I still think there's a possibility of an Aiden like re-up moment, like a re- mm-hmm. restarting the fire type of thing um which I still think is probably crazy but possible because yeah I mean who knew they were going to bring him back in the second movie for like a random kiss but they did that true so I don't put it past <laughs> them to, to put her back in a relationship with Aiden he was a comfort to her I think but yeah I think probably I'm expecting soon to see her have like a full-blown moment yeah out. I don't know what that's gonna look like but I think it's gonna you know what it could be have you seen those pictures of her in the gloves and the weird outfit she's smoking and she has like oh yeah like purple gloves or something and everybody was just like, like what is this so yeah. weird. she's in like slippers that are untied or like yeah untied. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's her breakdown maybe maybe, maybe she fully like that's her she loses like, it is that outfit because just this outfit in any other way no judgment but whoa, whoa. yeah um, so that was a question. moment Ooh. um yeah so I guess that's it for this one I feel like this was a more challenging one because it was so much funeral but I think we it got a lot of it. funeral I'm excited we, to see what happens next I actually feel like we had a lot to say in general we so went down some rabbit holes yeah, we definitely had some <laughs> tangents. Um, I'm really excited for the new episode to come out. It's kind of fun because I did discover the show. I mean, there's so much you could say about like watching the show as a teenager in high school. Like, I don't even know if that's healthy, but discovering the show after it was kind of already out. So I didn't get the like 
watch it every week and wait for a new episode situation. I just watched it on the DVD. So this is kind of fun to like be surprised and have no idea what's coming. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm like counting the days and I'm like, it's Tuesday. We got two right. We got another one coming. I wish they'd release more than one at once, but I think it's kind of a fun experience. And I think this doing this is making it even more fun. And like, we're getting plenty of sex in the city throughout the week. (laughs) So, and it's a different way to watch too, like to be kind of like looking for things or more analytical with it, but I think it's super fun. Hopefully anyone who's listening, will (laughs) listening or watching, will um, get something out of it and enjoy it and feel like they get more sex in the city and they're not alone in their their love of these peeps. You can find us on Will You Be My Friend show on Instagram. Yeah, we're so official now. Yes, it's all official. (laughs) We have an email. email. (laughs) It's not a show without a weird misspeak. We have an email that you can find it's be my friend show at gmail.com on youtube we're on this channel will you be my friend show pretty much will you be my friend show everything we are working on getting posted on hopefully spotify as a podcast as well so if you like to just listen and not watch us um, i know we're ultra gorgeous and you want to see us but if (laughs) that's more convenient. (laughs) We're going to, I'm working on that. I haven't quite figured it out yet. Literally like an hour before we started filming this one is when the first one went live. So hopefully I'll figure that out by the time you see this. And then, yeah, I'm vegan coach Kylie. So if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at vegan.coach.kylie or on my website at vegancoachkylie.com. And where can they find you? Um, they can find me on Instagram at jasmine.rose.doula and uh, jasminerosedoula.com. Ready for the next one. Thanks for me being too. here and going through this marathon this week. And it'll be a lot more relaxing once this week is over. <laughs> it's it's going to be such a fun ritual. I'm really looking forward to it. For sure.